Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Herstory, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have with me the founder of Laura C. London, a new, fun, women's luxury shoe brand, Laura C. (laughs) How are you doing today, Laura? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to chat shoes. You know, right before we pressed record, we were already in it and I'm I'm ready to keep it going. <laughs> I'm always ready to talk shoes. <laughs> so when did your passion for footwear start? Oh wow, a long time ago. I think probably when I was a very small child because my <laughs> mum was obsessed with shoes. Um, she used to go shopping and buy every pair and kind of sneak them past my dad <laughs> and, you know, get, get us to distract him. So I kind of always felt like these shoes were like these secret and these kind of special things to kind of hide in the back of your wardrobe and get out when no one was looking. So, um, yes, I've always kind of loved shoes, always been obsessed, obsessed with them. Um, as we were saying, I own a lot of pairs, probably about 200. Wow. Um, I've got you beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I've just always loved them. Love how they make you feel. Love buying them. You know, never feel guilty about buying them. Um, it, yeah, it, it, it can be a problem. <laughs> but I've always loved them. So that, you know, it's so it's so fun because it's they're a part of, you know, the outfit that can easily be ignored or forgotten. You're like, oh, you know, and then when you find the the perfect pair of shoes, everybody notices the shoes when it's the perfect pair. I sometimes think that, well, actually, a lot of the time, the shoes make the outfit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I pick the shoes that I want to wear, and then I just base the outfit around it. Um, So, yeah, I think they they should make you feel good, and they should make, you know, people say oh where'd you get your shoes from you know I think any woman who appreciates shoes will know what a good pair of shoes a comfortable Mm. well-made pair of shoes feels like um whether they're just for fun or whether they're for a special occasion or whether they're just for every day you know I just think they you know they can be enjoyed in so many different ways Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I mentioned before you are the founder of Laura C London have you always known that you were going to be an entrepreneur? No, and I still hear that word and I think, really, is that me? But it's just <laughs> because it's so new, I think. Hmm. And I've always, I've always been very creative and I've always kind of felt like there was something bigger I should be doing hmm. throughout my different jobs that I've had over the years. Hmm. And I always felt like, oh, there's something big that I should be doing, but I never quite knew what that was. Um, so I dabbled in, um, I, I kind of, my, my background work-wise was actually in construction. So kind of with interior architects and design firms, because I kind of love interiors and I love anything creative. Mm. I kind of dabbled in that for a bit and I got to work with loads of creative people. But I've always been very artistic. I've always been a bit of an artist. Like my granddad was a paint, like used to paint. Um, so I've always done that. And I've loved anything to do with fashion and doing creative courses and things. And then I, I did a bit of hairdressing at one point. Mm. I thought, oh, I'll do some color in hair and that will kind of be creative. And I'll like that, but that didn't kind of really work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, kind of uh, at one point, it just, the, the art the art side of me and the, and the kind of creative side came together with the fashion side. Mm. I just thought, I'm just going to put the two things together and then just see see what happens yeah wow that I see and I love that I love I love the idea that it was it was never in your brain right off the bat to be like I'm gonna be this entrepreneur I'm gonna have my own this and do my own that it was just kind of following down little the little spokes of each part of what you enjoy doing and then finally finding that meeting point and then being like oh and and it's funny because like when I was like 19 and stuff I, I, I was meant to go to university and I didn't go in the end and it was a creative course and it was fashion and like journalism and different and art but it's funny how now I look back and I think my instincts then were right like I, I always knew that that creative side of me needed to be ful- fulfilled mm-hmm. and I never felt like it truly was mm-hmm. so I guess that 
it's come together later maybe in life than, than, than it will for some people than it has for some people but it's come together at the right time and it, I've kind of all my experiences that have led to these points this, mm. this point will hopefully go in my favor and will make me you know I've, I've worked in business I've, I'm good at communicating I've worked mm. with in different backgrounds so that side of things has come together and then if I put the creative spin on it and my passion for shoes and obviously I've, I've, I've studied in Italy for a year mm. and all these things come together then that kind of makes me a bit of a force to be reckoned with I guess because I'm not going to take no for an answer I'm just going to go for it it's absolutely absolutely and also even I you brought something up earlier about doing all these different little create what you thought were going to be these creative fields that you would feel creatively uh, fulfilled in but then it came down to I wonder because with hairstyling with interior design with all of these things you're going on someone else's while you might have creative sort of control you still have to fit within the parameters of what your client is looking for so you're not able to just dive into the whole picture of what you want to see happen and then with with putting yourself in business and creative control and saying, I'm making a product that I want. <laughs> Somebody yeah. wants it, even if it's just me. Somebody wants thing. it. I think it's, I've, you know, I know shoes. Mm. I've got experience in shoes. You know, I'm, I'm the world's worst when it comes to shopping for them. And I know how I like <laughs> to buy them. And I know if I'm in a store, what annoys me about salespeople who come over and, you know, and all of them things. And I know what's comfortable. I know how mm. uh, it's cut wrong. I know if, you know, all of them things over the years have built up to, to mean that I already know a lot. And then obviously once I did my year in Italy and they teach you so much more than you ever thought you could know about the, <laughs> the, you know, the shoemaking and it's so much more complex than you realise, but that you really begin to actually appreciate this thing that you love wearing just to exactly how much, you know, all, all the shoes that I, I'm, I've designed they're all handmade in Italy so they're all very a lot of love has gone into them mm. um and then it's just it, it's putting that passion in it and believing in it and hoping that other people will see that and will appreciate the story but a story behind a brand and also buy into the fact that they're they're, they're a bit different and they have that all of the shoes have a little injection of my artwork on them so of mm. course there's something about the story there mm. within the shoe so it's quite unique yeah that's always such a fun thing to something that's so special about crafted shoes shoes that are meant to last shoes that are meant to be worn meant to make you feel things you can tell when a shoe is designed as you know to just be, yeah yeah like I actually I have a pair of sandals that are the probably the most comfortable shoes I have um that I got um they were handmade in Florence yeah, yeah. and oh my gosh they've yeah. I've had them for many years I wear them all summer every summer and they're showing like no signs of um deterioration yeah, they are. They're all exactly. They're all handmade in Florence. That's where I did my course. Um, you know, they use the best leathers, mm. uh, and then they last. And that's how that's how I see us being really sustainable as well. Mm. You know, if you buy if you buy cheap, it always ends up expensive because things don't last. Yes. They cut, and then what do you do? You go out and buy five pairs of of, of cheap shoes. Mm -hmm. if you buy an expensive pair. Yeah, the the price point's a bit higher, but they will last, they're different, they're gonna get, you know, people are gonna comment on them, you're gonna feel amazing in them, and they have mm -hmm. these extra tick boxes. Mm -hmm. Plus, they, they will last, they will stand the test of time. Exactly, it's, it's that thing with if you buy crappy headphones over and over and over again, you're gonna spend more money yeah. buying crappy headphones over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and if you had just bought the ones that were more expensive, you know, it, it, it's so it's so funny how that works. We it's that fast fashion thing, I think, it's though. The thing you want to try and, you know, so difficult to try and slow that down. I mean, you try as a designer to slow it down. And, you know, obviously I'm I'm very new. So I've kind of started small because I think you don't want to add to the, the problem of waste. So you try mm -hmm. and 
collection's really small, but you're, you're so led by the, the factories and you have to be, you know, you have to, everything has to be quite quick. Mm. Um, so you try your best to hold back and keep it a bit slower so that we're not just onto the next thing. And our concentration is so easily, you know, mm-hmm. taken away at the moment, which is, you know, very, very quickly our attention drops. So mm-hmm. I just think it's trying to, trying to hold on to that a little bit, but it, yeah, that, that, that is, that is challenging because you have to move with the factory. So, mm-hmm. cool. and it's a learning curve. So Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I imagine that it would be, especially when it's when you're new to it, yeah. you know, like you've mentioned. So you did take a major career pivot yeah. <laughs> um, after a tragedy to study the shoe design in Italy. Yeah. Did you ever question yourself in this decision or in this process? No, never. Because wow. I think that I think that when when you have something like that, like obviously my my husband passed away, you know, from cancer at a very young age after only a few months of marriage, mm. and I think that you know the life you think you're going to be leading is turns out that that's not the case, and then you I, I always think like we can't control what happens to us, but maybe we can control how we deal with that. Mm. So I you know you have two choices: you you can stay in bed all day and never get up, or you can turn your life around and try and do something positive from it and, and actually lose the fear that we all sometimes have. We all get stuck in jobs that we, you know, don't particularly like because we've got bills to pay mm. and, because, you know, it's just life just gets in the way sometimes. And I just felt at that point that my life's never going to be the same now, mm. but I don't want that to be in an, in a negative spin. I want that to be in a positive spin. Mm. So I just thought I've already lost everything mm-hmm. so what else have I got to lose and it just kind of maybe at the, to start with I was thinking oh am I do- crazy doing this and then I just thought it's one year of my life you know I'll either love it or I'll I'd rather live with a mistake and have gone and left my job and thought oh my god than live with a regret I can't mm-hmm. do that um and it wasn't a regret it was the best decision I've ever made because I would have stayed for three years if that had been the course I just mm-hmm. absolutely loved it so no I never regretted it and I think that's one thing if I could offer that piece of advice to any of your listeners, it would be if you have a dream and you have something that's niggling away in the back of your mind where you think, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to try that. Just look into it and try your best to do it. Even if it's your little side hustle for a while, you know, until you, you know, have enough knowledge behind you and maybe, you know, support to be able to, to, to make that your main your main focus, but mm. I think life's too short and you've just got to go for your dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. You know, and I love that you said that because it's one of those things where worst case scenario, well, I don't want to say worst case scenario, but in terms of career, right? So you spend a year in Italy and it doesn't work out. You spent yeah. a year in Italy, so that would have been really fun either way. Yeah, especially amazing (laughs) yeah and especially if you're in a place where you're like really at a at a crossroads at a at a at a moment where you can kind of see down the line either way or you can see down the line one way and then you see the beginning of this other line and you're like that's not really where i want to be let's try this other one if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out and you try again you try something different and I, I just love that that you just went into it because it's hard. That's a really scary thing to do. And it's really scary. And as well, like I, you know, I'm 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 40 now, and not that age matters. I don't really care about age, but you you do as you get a bit older, you kind of think, oh, like I, I can't go, I can't go off and do that. Like I'm not 20 anymore. It doesn't matter because when you're there and you're enjoying something and you're you know, this is the rest of your life you're talking about. You have to do what you love because why wouldn't you? You know, don't ever stay somewhere where you're miserable or you're, you know, it, time is precious. And I just think if you're somewhere and it doesn't work out, like you say, you come back, you do, you try something different, you know, um, you pivot and you try, you, you, you try and change the goalposts and you do something else. But mm. for me, I feel like at that point when I made that decision, it was like all these other things that I tried to do in the past 
it became so clear as to why none of them were right for me because this was clearly the path I should have been on. Yes. Um, I did so well at the course. I loved it. I fully immersed myself in it. Um, and I gave it everything, you know, and I'm still giving it everything because I believe in it. And I just, it's something I love. And I just, I just can't wait for, for, for you know, women to be enjoying enjoying it as well and, in, and enjoy, enjoying being part of the journey that's what I want I want women to be part of the journey whatever journey they're on themselves whatever point they're at in their life or their career you know to be like oh you know this brand is a brand that I can relate to and that mm. is approachable because they've, they've been through something real in mm. order to work really hard to get to where they are yeah I think that's such a an important aspect I you mentioned it earlier being you know hoping that people are going to love the shoe and also like the mission and the story behind it, because that is such a really, that's an important thing that a lot of times gets um, yeah. kind of tossed aside because we don't always consider that. Um, I think I, I do think as of, you know, really the last couple years, people are being a lot more conscious of shopping, small shopping, local or shopping um entrepreneurs shopping very specific because they're noticing look like amazon being crazy and like all these things are like wow if this keeps going they're gonna literally run the world more than they already do so let's try to shop local let's look at these people that have put in so much work and yeah. put a lot of themselves just exactly. into it exactly and then also like wanting them to feel part of it because and that's another reason why that on on in the in the brand the emblem is like the hummingbird so there's a little gold hummingbird on the sole of every shoe mm. because I kind of so when you walk you can see it on the back um because i kind of want that to be a reminder to women who wear the shoes that you know that it's the smallest bird that that is that is the only one that can fly backwards so it doesn't matter where you start you know, if you're going in your own direction on your own journey, that's fine. But as long as you're determined, it stands for determined mm. beauty. You know, it's it's a very strong emblem for the mm. brand. And that's what I want it. And that's what I want women to have. So it's like they've got their own hummingbirds as a reminder to live life to the full and to, you know, never forget sort of who you are and what you want to chase. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that kind of ties in quite nicely as well, I think. Yeah. Oh, and, and hummingbirds. Oh, I love hummingbirds. That's such a great um, use of imagery. I don't I, I don't think that I would have thought, of, you know, thought of the, the smallest, mightiest little bird that's always moving like a million miles a second. Yeah, that is me. I'm like, literally, my mind is always whirring <laughs> constantly, constantly. Um, but I just so I just think it's perfect yeah. you know I also think it's a nice little talking point because we all focus on you know the, the actual shoe and stuff like that but it's nice that there's a little flash of something different on the bottom absolutely and something unique too you know yeah, it's, very it's, unique. and then you kind of feel part of the part of the like hummingbird tribe you know yeah, yeah exactly exactly so. <laughs> how has the pandemic affected your process well, the pandemic started my process. So really, I obviously I came back from Italy. Um, kind of, you know, it was the usual, you know, don't start your own shoe band, you know, blah, blah, that that would be too difficult. Go and get an internship and things like that. And I kind of thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try and do that. I mean, I'm not one for kind of being told what to do. So, um, but I did it. I went for the some internships, and you know they 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 loved my stuff, and they kind of a couple of brands wanted to work with me, but they they want a year's work for nothing. And I just thought, no, you're <laughs> not getting a year's work out of me for nothing. I just mm. think so. I kind of said, you know, well, I'll give you six months, and in that time, you'll see what I can do, and you'll you'll love, you know, you'll like working with me. So. But it just didn't feel right. I just thought, oh, I'm going to be told again what to do. And that's not why I did this course. Mm. Um, so I kind of, you know, I was kind of debating at that point, oh, what should I do? What path should I take? And then obviously started working again in my in my job that I was kind of in before I left for Florence. Um, obviously, I needed to bring like money in and stuff. And then I just thought, and then the lockdown hit. This mm. was March last year. I just thought, you know what? I've got time on my hands. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to see. I'm just going to see where this goes. 
So I started sketching. Um, I already knew that I wanted like a bit of a, you know, a USP. So I thought, okay, I want my, my artwork's got a feature here somewhere. Um, so I kind of started doing some artwork and I started doing some sketching. Um, and I knew I wanted the first collection to be quite vibrant and, you know, and they are quite fun and they're quite colorful, but, and, and there will always be that, that splash of fun in them going forward. But I wanted that first collection to really capture, you know, just having fun with something. Mm -hmm. so I started sketching and then I was looking at branding agencies and I thought, oh, I need a logo and was looking at things with the hummingbird, started working with some branding agencies and then on social media and things. Um, and yeah, it kind of, and then I was, I kept in touch with my tutor who actually works in the factory in Florence. And he was like, I'm going to help you, you know, imagine this mm. dream. I know that it's going to be successful. And then come um, Christmas, they started making the first collection. Wow. So yeah. So I was a bit like, oh, wow. Like oh, now what do I do? Um, <laughs> and then obviously built a website, got the, got the, you know, got the samples, tried on all the samples, did sort of the wear test and things, and then um, made any tweaks. And then, yeah, and come, uh, everything was quite delayed. Um, and I do still feel there's that knock-on of delay, like things should be out a lot earlier than they are. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, when, when you're a small brand and you're, you're trying to fight your way through, you know, with, with loads of other brands, it, it, it can be difficult. Plus with COVID and Brexit, it's even mm -hmm. more difficult. Um, so got the first collection and did like a nice photo shoot and launched the website early May. Mm. Yeah, and they've been really well received. Um, I've had quite a few sales. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been featured in quite a lot of really nice magazines. Actually, I think Vogue are interested in featuring them, which is really very um, Whether it's not this collection, it might be my next one. Um, so that would be amazing. So it's just kind of, it's gone from me sketching in my living room, which can happen and knowing that I want this dream and knowing how I want my brand to, to look to then having a brand, having a website, having a first collection, getting some really good publicity um, and just kind of going from there. Yeah, so I'm actually going to Italy next week to try on the autumn winter. <gasps> oh my gosh, wow. That's, I, I love to hear that. I love, you know, it, it's something where it, it sounds like your approach which I think is a good approach to have in life is like, let's just do it. Let's just do yeah. it. Let's just see what happens. Cause yeah. it, we'll never know unless we just do it. Yeah. And I totally get that. That's kind of how the podcast started was from the pandemic. We, we had lost our, our, you know, creative outlets with performing. So we were like, okay, well, now what? <laughs> what else can we do? from yeah. our home oh this yeah and it's so it's so great to hear though that it you've been able to keep good relationships with the various people that you're coming across um throughout your journey i think that's very telling of who you are as well you know the fact that people want to help you get there yeah. absolutely and i think that you know, it's, uh, people see a lot of things with brands and, and, and obviously there's a lot of big brands out there and, you know, it seems like they're an overnight success and things like that. And you see people and you think, oh, it's, it's not an overnight success. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard work and you have to, I'm very good at keeping relationships with people anyway, because I always think, well, they're just my friends, you know, and, and then they'll, you know, we'll help each other and stuff. So I treat people well in and in business and I always would anyway. Um, I don't want to be working or associated with anyone who's not treating people nicely. Yeah. You know? It's just not for me. Um, so yeah, I've always kept in touch with my tutor and he just knew, I think he obviously saw something in me and he was like, you have, you are so determined to make this happen. And I, I don't always know if I'm doing it right. You know, I don't, that's the thing, you know, you don't always get it right first time. Um, but you know that you believe in your product and you believe in your story and you, and, and you just go with it. And you just, yeah, I worked with a branding agency and since I worked with them, they, they, they did a, a special package for startups because they realized that, you know, not everyone can afford a 20,000 pound branding package. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's ridiculous. And, yeah. and, and then that gets in the way of people doing what they, they dream about because not everyone has that kind of cash flow. Mm -hmm. So, 
I think people started to realize, God, there's really something in this and this girl trying to, you know, in her living room, trying to push through and she's not stopping, you know, she keeps coming at us at all these different angles. So we've mm-hmm. got to help her. Maybe they want to help me so that I'll go away. <laughs> oh, no, no. The sooner we get her out of our hair, the better. <laughs> maybe, but um, I feel like that, but maybe that is what it is. But uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just... I, I I I think people hear my story mm-hmm. and they see the product and they're like, wow, how can we not like want to work with this person? Exactly. There's a quote that says, be so good. Um, oh, shoot. What is it? Be so good. They can't ignore you. Yeah. Because it gets, you know, it's something where it's like. I feel like it should be kind or, or it should be kind of like combined with the uh, what is it? The squeaky wheel gets the grease or oil or whatever that turn of phrase is where it's like, be so good. They can't ignore you and also yeah. be relentless. It you know, is, you know, you've hit you've hit the nail on the head. You have to be relentless. Because at this point, I kind of think I'm not letting my fate lie in someone else's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm responsible for making this happen. Mm-hmm. I have to put in the work. Yes, it is hard work. Yes, it is stressful at times. But the fun and the enjoyment and the end goal is there, which is obviously to have a brand that lots of women fall in love with, you know? And I just, it's hard. But I think in this industry, you have to be relentless. And like I said to to someone before, you know, with sheer grit and determination, I think you just have to believe in it and go for it because, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna reap the rewards in the end for, for having something that you're passionate about and that you've built from scratch. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, I think it even comes from another place of you said I'm not gonna let my fate be in anyone else's hands. I'm gonna control my own things because there is so much that we cannot control obviously you know that like there's just so much that is completely unpredictable that is so can be so far out of anything that you have say in so why not when you do have the opportunity to be in i don't want to say a position of power but in a in a position of choice and when you're in that position of choice you you have at least a few more cards in your hand rather than it all being whoop i guess there's nothing i can do about it <laughs> thing i always think there's something you can do about it mm-hmm. there's all you know that yeah it might be difficult or it might you know it might not it might not happen quickly but there's there's always a way and i kind of i think that's where that's where my fire comes from that I feel a bit like, okay, if someone's, I mean, I've had so many no's in terms of before I launched the brand for, you know, sending CVs and things like that for, mm-hmm. for experience. So many no's, I mean, more no's than you can possibly imagine. Mm. And I just thought, well, you can say no as many times as you want, but I am going to do this. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think, that gives you a strength, actually, because it makes you think, well, I'm going to prove all of you wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You took me on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. You know, I think a big uh, one of the worst parts of entrepreneurship and um, creative fields or any field really is getting the nose. But I think there are certain fields and paths that have way more consistency within the um, amount of no's you have to get before you get the yes or before you just make your own yes. And I think that... Yeah, I made know, my own yes. Exactly. And yes to me and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, instead of like begging for a seat at the table, you just made your own table and you're okay. like, anybody want to come sit? Because I've got yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like, who wants to now come and sit at my table? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you have to turn it like that on its head, I think, because, you know, coming back to what we said about life is short and things like that, like I'd rather, you know, when I started this process, I thought, oh my God, this could go wrong. This could be nothing, but this could be everything. Mm -hmm. This could be everything that's led me to this point. This could be the reason why so many bad things have happened. This Mm -hmm. could be, you know, and I know there's never reasonings for them kind of things, but maybe it's the path that I was meant to be on. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so this is going to lead somewhere. I don't know where, but it's going to lead somewhere. Exactly. And it, and it can only lead somewhere good. Exactly. And the thing is, it might not end up, it might not lead to where you right now want it to lead. It might lead to something totally different and just as amazing. And yeah. so being open to saying yes to yourself, being open to, you know, taking the risks and making the shifts and just receiving all the no's and, you know, various yeses. Like there's something to be taken from every, every single situation. If, if you look hard enough for it, like, you know, there's, there's some little door somewhere that's going to crack a little thing as well, being a new brand yes obviously you want your 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 vibe and your story out there and stuff and you know you want things need to be on brand and and, and have the message for you know them strong positive women but you're not pigeonholed mm. you've you you're 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 still learning as you go and people can see that and people want to see that that you know maybe you do this for a collection and and i'm very much like that in my fashion as well because i don't for example, like I might wear to work one day, like a a, a, a a nice little dress, like a dress that I can go out to a cocktail bar. And the next day I might be in jeans and like a funky this or something. So I don't ever want it to be that people look and go, oh, your style is a bit off. Like you, my style can be whatever I will choose it to be that day. Mm-hmm. So yes, your collections need to have a consistency and there'll always be that, that, you know, that little element that's recognizable. But if, one season I decide I want to do this and next season I think, oh, I'm going to try that. Why not? Yeah, I love that. And that's also really fun, like, when, as like a, a consumer, right, it feels good when you when you feel like you discovered this, like, yeah, you're not tiny little one. Next. Mm-hmm. And then on that same token, you know, X number of years down the line, they can be like, I bought from that, from their first collection and I've watched them grow and shift and like take in inspiration. I think it's like with musical artists, right? So many times if you set yourself up to always be, I don't know, a country singer and then you come out with a rock album, it might be good, but because people haven't seen you allow yourself to play outside of that initial you know, um, genre, then it's alarming and it doesn't make sense to people. And then you end up pigeonholing yourself into only being this type of, you know, product. I think, I think that's why they've been quite well received because it's difficult for a new brand when you've got one collection, obviously people sometimes like to see, Oh, I need to see three or four, you know, whatever to, to be able to see whether I'm going to buy or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they feel the need to do. But I also think that for pe- some, for a lot of people, they're thinking, Oh, this could be something good. This, we could be at the, we could be witnessing the start of some, someone who's where it's going places. So I think, and obviously people know my collections are quite small, so I don't have, they're quite, uh, you know, it's like that there's a few a few in every style so it's mm-hmm. not like there's tons of them and i think people like that you know there's not thousands and thousands of each style made that there's only a very select few mm-hmm. and i think oh i'm going to grab it now before i don't know what the next what's going to happen with in the next year or so so they kind of like being part of that well it's quite new and i'm not quite sure but i also don't want to miss out mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. And especially when they're fun, like I, I think, and, and there's, you know, not any other shoes like yours specifically because you mentioned earlier, um, they do feature your artwork. It's yeah. not just the design. It's the whole shebang. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a splash of something on there that like I said earlier, has a history behind it. Like my granddad was a painter, you know, I paint, um, you know, I do mixed media, I do still lifes, I do all sorts of things. A lot of the stuff for the shoe is all, uh, a bit more random. I just kind of go with the mood and I might see some materials and think, oh, that color would look nice with that. Or, you mm. know, um, so it's all very dependent on, I, I, I don't really, yes, trends are, are good to have a guide and you kind of, of course you need to know what's going on in the world of fashion and, and 
theatre and you know galleries and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff but I kind of the the nice thing about my artwork is that I can lead my own the my own trend in in that print or you know that mm-hmm. that seasonal print colors and stuff like that um so yeah they are unique in that way and I think coupled with the fact that they're extremely comfortable mm. um because like I say I know where I know where things will cut I know where things will rub they're padded you know they've got a padded insole so they're you know soft underfoot um soles are leather you know everything is is considered um it comes together to make it a really quite special product I think mm. Yeah. And it's also something to be said, you mentioned trends. I think trends are great. I love, I love trends, but there's also something to be said about things that can like withstand the trend cycles, you know, like they're, you know, it's, it's, everybody still loves that, like, uh, the original Louis Vuitton, right? Like, I yeah. love it because it's and it's a really specific thing. Like you wouldn't think that people want to keep coming back to that, but yeah. it's withstood a very long time. Yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't afraid to be like this is a statement. Yeah. Design statement, whatever you want to call it, and it's gonna be fashionable forever, and it's gonna last. Yeah forever and there's something to be said about being like you know what there there are trends and we're not going against trend but we're also making our own trend and saying shoes it's very much a case of you can yes you 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 sometimes want ones that are going to last forever and you know there's there's it's good to get that mix i think in a collection mm-hmm. but it's so nice to have fun with them and just sometimes go Absolutely. you know what, I want that pair of shoes because i love them and they're going to look fantastic with <laughs> I always think if you can think I'd wear that then that pair of shoes with like three things, then it's a winner for me. Mm-hmm. I, I always think oh, I could, you know, a pair of jeans, a dress, yeah, like a summer maxi, you know, whatever. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm in, you know, that kind of things. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think I've I've often bought shoes where I just look at them and I think I just love them. I'm just buying them, you know. That, that, <laughs> it's nice to have that element as well. Yeah, that's always fun, and I—that's true. There are some where you're like, I could wear these shoes with like a little cocktail dress, and I could also dress up some jeans with these shoes, or yeah. I could wear them with this. Yeah. yeah, and I think sometimes a lot of us are probably guilty of going to our wardrobe and picking out the same thing, same color you know, day after day. And sometimes I just think, oh, it's nice to just throw on a pair of shoes where the rest of me, I don't have to make any effort because all the focus will be on my feet. Yeah, yeah, where you're like, I could just wear a black maxi dress and these yeah. shoes and I'm good. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's, um, it, it is interesting, but um, yeah, it's, it's, also, it's also very exciting. Is there something that you didn't expect to be difficult, but it actually turned out to be difficult in creating Laura C. London? Yeah, I think, oh, for me, technical side of things, I'm not, I'm not very good at tech. So, you mm. know, website creation and making, this sounds really dull, but people don't think about this. They just see a, a lovely website and they just think, oh, how do they do that? It is hard work you know yeah ducks in a row and make sure that kind of stuff and making sure that all fits in with social media and stuff like this and there's still a lot more to be to to do um i'm working with some marketing people who are amazing you know to make sure everything's like running smoothly because effectively what you want is your your business model to run smoothly and then you can focus on your designs and stuff like that so yeah that that kind of thing's hard but also delays and stuff with covid and brexit and not having been able to get to the factory before now things getting stuck in customs you know it's a constant constant battle that you always have to overcome Mm -hmm. but also i think it stands you in good stead as a business owner for going forward because you think i know now not what to do as well as what to do you know Mm. yeah sailing you know people who are like it's easy you know it happens overnight um everything was it is not you know they're lying it's not (laughs) it's not it's difficult it's difficult but it's hard work pays off yeah you know i i hadn't even thought about having um to deal with like customs 
That hadn't even crossed my mind. Wow, that must be frustrating. Originally, my flats were going to have like an embellishment on the front. And then we decided that they actually didn't need it because the colours are so beautiful. Mm. And they've just, they're plain, but they've just got a little flash of print to the midsole, which is actually going to be more what my autumn winter is. So I think for autumn winter, it's a bit more muted down. Mm-hmm. But there's a little flash still of something special in there. Um, but I sent these embellishments to Florence. They got stuck in Milan customs and we were calling them for two months and they wouldn't release them and then they arrived back at my flat last week <gasps> they never got them in florence it was just yeah what it's it, a nightmare yeah wow you know, it's really difficult oh wow man yeah. wow you don't, you don't think of these things you just don't all of these little problems that just have that massive knock-on effect, which then means that's delayed, that's delayed, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're trying to get stuff out there so that your your customers can see it and that they, they're they like, oh, we want to see the next thing. And you're like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Um, yeah. But I think if you communicate, there's delays and, you know, beyond your control, what else can you, what else can you do? You know, yeah. unless you're a huge entity where that's, you know, that's just how it is. You, right. you have to communicate it, I think, so. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. And you know, that's also, that's not something that you immediately set out to have like a plan B when you're like, okay, once it you're, you're, at least in the way my brain works, I would be like, all right. So once it gets to Florence, I wouldn't even consider thinking about how, what if it gets stuck? What if, what if we have issues? And then you're just like, what? (laughs) You just get a left hook, you know? Yeah, literally. Um, but I will say one fun thing about what I, what I had was when obviously when the samples arrived, obviously through all the stress and tears and sleepless nights, once the samples arrived, um, oh my God, to have to hold them in my hand and to see my name on the sole of a shoe. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, um, and I actually gifted my mum a pair of the shoes because I was like, these are for you mum because it was through your passion that, you know, or your addiction rather <laughs> that got me into this. <laughs> it's your fault. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, it was amazing. And then doing like the photo shoot and getting the product photography done and all of that kind of stuff. I just thought at that point, I was actually on my photo shoot in March uh, this year and I was sitting at a bar inside and obviously this was during COVID, but they let they let us do it, you know, at mm-hmm. safe distance and stuff. Um, and I was sitting at a bar and they served me a cocktail and I was being photographed and I had these beautiful shoes on and I remember just thinking, oh my God, I'm just like living my best life right now i'm wearing yeah. shoes yeah that's it, like yeah <laughs> that really special and everyone there was like oh my god them shoes like you know <laughs> it was a really special moment so i think i think that's one thing as well that you have to enjoy the process mm. go so quickly and you know when i think it's very easy to get caught up in the things that are difficult and the things that could stop you but actually you've got to just as well enjoy the ride mm. yeah yeah, because it's like, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was like, I wouldn't even have been able to consider these things to have a plan B. But at that same token, like, you can't expect to always have a plan B for everything if it doesn't turn out. Because then you're over planning and you're overthinking and you're going to miss something that is right in front of your face, be it an easy solution or a moment to enjoy yourself, yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, well, what a, what a crazy story to tell, you know, right. my shoes for my shoe brand got stuck at customs in Milan for two months. And now they're finally here. Like yeah. as much as that is horribly frustrating and difficult, you got through it. Yeah, exactly. You just, you, you, you know, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how I have to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's a good place now, and I just think it's 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 doing well. It's you know, it's exciting what's to come. I'm kind of I'm looking forward to the next. You know, I'm already thinking ahead now to the next mm-hmm. seasons, and I'm like, oh my god, it's going to be so exciting. Um, oh. Yeah, so it's it's re- it's really fun. It's really fun, and it's just it's it's been worthwhile. I think it's been a, it's been a journey, but that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Received? Oh God. 
um, I think I read, so I, I haven't received it directly, but I read somewhere that if you jump, the net will catch you. Hmm. And it is so true. Mm -hmm. When you are, and I've ever thought about that in, in a lot of scenarios since, where if I want to leave a job, you know, whether you want to leave a relationship, whether you want to, you know, leave a friendship, whatever it is, and you're scared about doing it, or you're not sure how you'll be on your own, or you're not sure how you'll cope without a job for a few weeks, just do it. It will be okay. You know, and, mm -hmm. and actually, I kind of live by that now. Mm. It will always catch you mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it also has to do with if I, I feel like in that scenario, you end up being your own net because you're you're trusting yourself enough to know that it's going to be okay because you know how to navigate even if even if it ends up being you have to for a little while like take on something that isn't quite exactly what you want if if yeah. the first step is ridding yourself of of the situation person job whatever yeah. that needs to be that is causing you the most um it could be even just like unfulfillment it doesn't even have to be like distress it can be like yeah. this is empty right now yeah. nothing in my cup is full and i'm holding on to this for no reason and trusting that you can solve and that the net is going to catch you is putting the faith in yourself that like you can do it and yeah. it's going to be okay absolutely and i do i i really do believe that because I do think it's easy to think, oh, what if, oh, what, you know, but I can't do that because of this. And you talk yourself out of doing things then. Mm -hmm. And I just think, well, that that's negative, you know, and that's not gonna, yeah, of course you have to be responsible for certain things, you know, mm -hmm. got, you know, responsibilities. But at the same time, I just think if you don't try it, you'll, you'll never know. And I think sometimes fate or whatever you want to call it has a way of working itself out that, even if you're in a moment of panic or, oh, this isn't happening, it's for a reason, you know, mm -hmm. um, these things happen for a reason. Absolutely. And it, and it also even makes me think a little bit about, um, you know, the idea of like talking yourself out of things, right? When a friend approaches you, um, with a dilemma that they're having and they're scared of, you know, leaving a situation, job, whatever, you're you as a friend if it's a good decision you're gonna encourage them so it's so funny that it's the same thing with like um self-hatred self-talk like when you you would never talk to somebody else you would never convince someone else to stay somewhere where they're not happy yeah exactly so then we have to like put it in a way where for me the best thing for me that i've found is that if I find myself in, in self-doubt or in, you know, trying to talk myself out of something that I know is going to be so good, right? I, I have to be like, would I say these words that I'm saying Not to myself right. to anyone else? Exactly. Never. No. And then so like... Yourself, yeah. Yeah. Why do it to yourself? Why, why be like, oh, what if it doesn't happen? You'll never do it well. And that's the thing, because I think when we when we stop that, like we've all done that self-sabotage or imposter syndrome where we think, oh, I don't belong, I'm not good enough, I, I can't do it, whatever it is. I just think when we stop that and we just embrace it and we go with it and we, we just, you know, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, but it could lead me down this path or I don't know if that's good, but it could take me down or maybe I'll then meet someone if I do, whatever it is. I just think that that's when life starts. Mm. That's when you're like you're in your life and you're in its journey, you know, and that's when the good things happen. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's things can be stressful and things don't always go your way. But you have to remember that to enjoy that process and that I don't know that that decision, you have to trust your gut. I very much trust my gut. If something doesn't feel right. And I and I trust it because in the past I've ignored it and it, I've, it's always come back to being right. And that's generally whether it be a relationship. Mm -hmm or a person I meet and I think, mm, not quite sure about them. Something's not quite right. I'm mm. usually right. <laughs> you have to trust your own gut. 
And I think that's the same in business. And that's the same in if you want to do something or, or live a dream or, you know, change careers or whatever it is. If your gut is telling you it feels right, but it's scary, that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think if, I, if, if, if following your dreams were easy, everyone would be doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and they're not because it is scary and it and it's not a, because it's bad on them it's just it, it can be a bit worrying you know um but i just think however small baby steps it is whatever people need to do to 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 be fulfilled in that way whatever it may be for them then they have mm-hmm. to go for it yeah yeah that's so true and and i think a big part of the like um you know, not a lot of people really go for their dreams because I think a part of it, um, I feel like there's a little, like, section of the human race that is so cynical that they make people who are pursuing their dreams feel like they're being ridiculous. And I think so many times we all accidentally have one or two of those people in our circle, whether it be, you know, a family member or a friend that you've known forever. So you feel obligated to keep them around and to listen what they have to say. But it's, it's back to like, not listening to anyone but yourself and trusting that you know what you're doing and listening to your gut when those people are trying to make you feel bad about pursuing these things and I often think when people do that when people do that and maybe they don't you know intentionally do it but is it is it because they don't truly believe in what you're doing or is it because they wouldn't be brave enough to do it themselves Mm -hmm. I think it's more likely to be that absolutely you doing something and they know they're not going to be brave enough or that they're not going to be able to do it for whatever way shape or form whatever whatever reason they've come come up with and maybe it's a valid one Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can't go for yours mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. You're, you're, you're living it's almost like you're then living their the dream for them and they wish they had the courage to do it and, and maybe they don't and that's not a again that's not a, a a slur on anyone because it is difficult but you can't then knock someone who is trying yeah because like we shut down very quickly in in my world <laughs> <laughs> well because i think there are there there are are a lot of people who who don't have that need for that sort of fulfillment and that's valid that's a completely valid thing but the you know then it comes back to the the very least thing you can do is not make somebody else's day worse so you know so then like if you are someone who doesn't have a desire or a dream like that and you're chilling that's amazing I'm so happy for you but don't bring somebody else down yeah exactly and I just and maybe like like you say maybe someone's been in the same job for 20 years and 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 they're really happy and that they had that that's enough for them and that's that's great you know I've just always been someone who always felt I was chasing something and I Mm. I, I was never quite right oh that's not enough and and at some point I thought when like God, what is wrong with you? When is it ever just going to be? When is this just ever going to be okay? Hmm. But I always knew there was something that that it wasn't. And I know that as this is going and how this is going, this will be when I'm like, this was what I was put here for. All mm-hmm. then means I realised what, what was it I was chasing? This was what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So um, great if people have got that, that fulfilment, um, you know, and or they're living their dream or what whatever that that dream may be but you definitely can't knock people who are trying to chase one yeah 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 you know and i think that's a lot of what what holds people back is fear the fear of it not working and those people saying ha ha told you so you know so i feel like that's so much of where that that mindset comes from. So hopefully we can change everybody's mindset with this episode. <laughs> they'll be the same people that when you're really successful, they'll be like, oh, I knew you could do it. <laughs> oh, oh, those are, yeah. Yeah, no, those are, that's those. It's no longer my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry, who are you? 
you don't <laughs> oh you want three shoes now oh okay <laughs> Before we get to our last two questions, is there anything else you would like to add where we can find you, Laura C. London, or anything else that we didn't touch on today? I I, obviously um, have a website. Um, I mean, a store one day, as we talked about earlier, would be fantastic. But um, (laughs) I do think that you know, with a luxury shoe, and, and I know very much I love to go in and actually try and, you know, touch the shoe and feel what it looks like so mm-hmm. I understand all of that so sometimes buying from a new brand online can can feel a bit daunting um but I am online um really easy to shop on the website go over and you can read the story you can read the about me you can see all about the factory in Italy and stuff um and shop the collection plus I do free returns and things so if people did try things and it wasn't for them or they got it and it you know that I'm sure that won't be the case because they'll love them, but, um, you know, they can return them. So that's quite easy. So it's lauracylondon.com. And my Instagram is lauracylondon. Um, I'm on Twitter, lauracylondon1, I think it is. Um, and I've got a Facebook page, London. So everything's <laughs> London. It's very easy to find. <laughs> yes, I've got a press page up so you can go, people can go and have a look about what other articles I've been featured in and things like that, which is quite interesting because that goes into a bit more of the backstory behind the brand, behind, you know, why I started this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just what the brand stands for and the kind of, and the Laura C woman that is out there that mm. is not one of those people telling you not to live your dream, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I so love that there is a, you're, you're wanting to build a community right with your brand and i love that i think that's really unique i think that's really interesting and and refreshing too because yeah it it doesn't feel like um like i'm i uh, i don't know sometimes you feel like it's cult it feels a little bit like a cult sometimes where people are like i only wear nike Yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, exactly. It's not that at all. And I, and I also think that I wanted to be a brand that, yes, it is a luxury brand. Yes, that is reflected in price point because they are handmade. However, if you look at obviously some of the other luxury brands out there, it's it's not priced to where they are because obviously they're established. Um, so I feel like it's a more reasonable luxury, you know, mm-hmm. like it's something that, yes, I, I know for some people it may be out of their reach, but I don't think it's completely unachievable or I'm not, I don't want to be a brand that's unapproachable. You know, I am a mm-hmm. person behind this brand. Um, I have a real story, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, I'm from a working class family, you know, I've worked hard to, to, mm-hmm. to build this. So mm-hmm. I want people to be able to reach out and, you know, if, if they have questions or they're not sure about something about the brand that they can ask me, mm. um, you know, they can email me, they can message me on Instagram, um, anything like that, because I want them to feel like they're getting value for what they're buying, even though what they're buying is a luxury product, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't want them to feel like, oh, this is someone who's launched a brand, but we can't, we can't speak with her, you know, it's not like that. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like um, when you get your storefront, not saying if, I'm saying when, um, (laughs) sometimes it can be really, like, scary walking into a luxury branded store, and I think there's something to be said about, I I believe that the... um, relatability, approachability is going to translate into a further, you know, in the future in your storefront. Because if you're already setting out with that goal with a website and with, you know, from the start, that's, that's the name of the game is, you know, approachable. It's not like, you know, it's sky high and only these people can shop here. You know, and and so I I can't wait to see what happens there with with all of that because uh, I I imagine it'll be a, a really warm, inviting like you yeah, want to I mean, go in. I already know the store, lots of artwork, the lots of bird cages with the shoes hanging in the bird cages. Cute. You know? 
Is it the hummingbird? I, you know, I there's going to be a shoe bar, you know, so you can go in, sit at the sit at the shoe bar, try on some different styles, maybe a bit more of a, you know, what kind of size works for you, what kind of hill size works for you. Um, maybe have a little glass of Prosecco while they're flying <laughs> on. You know, just really feel like they're getting, it's not just buying a shoe. That's, that's, that's the message. It's not just, I'm just going to go and pick up a shoe. It's being part of the journey, being mm. part of the whole experience, the packaging, everything. So that they feel like they're really part of something and that they've bought something really special. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's very exciting. That's definitely in the plan. I love that. I love that so much. I ask the same last two questions to everyone that comes through the podcast. First, what is your second favorite color and why? <laughs> second favorite color? Oh, I never really think about my first favorite color. I'd say I'd say probably gold, which sounds a bit odd because my first is probably green, but I love gold in a non-tacky way. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know. I think it's it's a nice warm colour, especially if it's like a nice soft champagne gold kind of, yeah. Ooh. I love that. I yeah. Ooh, yeah. The, the champagne golds are so yeah. pretty. So there's a champagne flat in my autumn winter collection. It's, yeah, it's mm. gorgeous. Listeners can't see it, but I just made a raised eyebrow face because <laughs> my eyes are going to be on the lookout for that. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like gold is such an interesting color because I think that's one that we forget about because it's also a nude. It's a neutral, but it's a funked up neutral. Yeah. Color. You can dress it up or you can dress it down. You know, if you wear a gold flat to work with jeans, then it's cool. But if you want to wear it that same evening and change your top and go out, look, it, it works. Yeah. And for me, because there's a gold bird on the bottom, there'll probably always be an element of a gold material in a, in a collection. And last, what, in your opinion, is the best part of being a woman? Oh, wow. I think that we when faced with difficult situations, I think we are stronger than we realize. And I mm. think we have that inner strength that, God, I'm not turning this into like, we have this that men don't, but I just do think we have that inner strength in mm. ourselves. And I think part what I love about being a woman as well is getting to meet other amazing, strong women that you can really relate to and learn mm -hmm. from. And I love that. Like I'm a girl's girl, you know, I, 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 I belong to loads of communities on Facebooks and social hubs and things like that and book clubs and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I just love being around strong, positive, happy, go lucky women and, and to be able to be one and be part of that. I just think that's the best thing ever. And that I can wear heels. So, you know. <laughs> I'm so happy that I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it's so true because when you get together a group of, you know, really strong women who aren't looking at other people as a threat, yeah. you know, when you're no, just looking yeah. at it and you're just saying, vibes, yeah. yeah, you're just like, wow, you're doing really cool stuff and you yeah. are too. What yeah. can we do together? Exactly. <laughs> no, I love that. I'm all for that. I'm not for this, you know, putting people down or not mm -hmm. complimenting people and things like that. That's they're just not my people. Mm. I, I actually read the other day. It was like, it was it was someone famous who who said this quote, but I can't remember who it was. But I read that women um sh uh, women are similar to tea bags in the in the sense that you don't realize how strong they are until you drop them in hot water. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's a good one. It's so true because we don't realize our own strengths until we're faced with having to, to, to find it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I often think we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so true, especially when, you know, I, I've said this a few times, but I'll say it again um, with, there's for so long been this idea that, um, you know, there can only be one woman at the top. It's men's club and then one woman's allowed. And what's interesting is that you can tell with the way that that is so outwardly, unapologetically stated continually yeah. all the time that 
that to me means they know that if we just like took a breath and banded together, (laughs) it's not going to be that hard to dismantle that idea, dismantle that system, dismantle that. Yeah overarching theme and so that's how they do it is they just keep telling you there's no way that any other woman is gonna let you be up next to her so there can only be one and so as soon as that rhetoric is just kind of like frozen and addressed it's it's slowly very slowly getting there but i think can you imagine i feel like we could rule the world absolutely and we should in our own worlds anyway coming for you regardless oh oh my gosh thank you so so much for taking the time i mean i loved chatting with you i'm so excited to share this episode with our listeners i know that they've enjoyed every second of it if they (laughs) you know I, i i think you have such powerful like self-assurance and and it is not fake it is real and it isn't one of i'm better than you it's one that says like i can do this you can do this (laughs) we can do this and i just i cannot wait to see everything that's to come with with laura c london i think it's just gonna be amazing so Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I hope so. And I, I'm glad you've been able to share share the, the story. And, you know, hope your listeners got something out of it. So, Oh, I know they did. I know they did. <laughs> and thank you, Herstorians listeners, for tuning in again week after week. Make sure you tell all your friends and all your co-workers and your family to subscribe and listen so that they can hear incredible stories from women like Laura all the time. Uh, You guys can follow us on social media. We are all over the place on TikTok. We are at uh, Women of Herstory on Facebook. We're Women of Herstory on Twitter. We're at the Herstory Pod. On Instagram, we're at Women of Herstory podcast and you can always visit our website at ofherstory.com until next week be safe stay healthy and show the world what you're made of